today. I'm here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers, and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, He's not, not a, man. a man at all. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic man show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We had Scott Hahn, Father Jonathan Myers, Father John Holloway, Hollowell, Carlo Broussard, Tim Staples, bringing us into the Catholic Man Show. If you were listening to the Catholic Answers live program today, you would have heard His Excellency. No, he's not an ex His Excellency. He's not a bishop. Scott Hahn? He's not a bishop. Well, no, but he's excellent. Well, that's a little confusing. His, His Majesty, is, was that better for you? Do you prefer that? <laughs> His Excellency is how you His refer, royalness. reference a bishop. His his saintliness? I mean, like, whatever. I like that one. Whatever you got. I like this. You would have heard Mr. Scott Hahn. He's there on Catholic Answers Doctor. Live. Doctor. Yeah. Look, when you call someone His Excellency, you can just, like, go to the stuff about him. Dave, why don't you shut your mouth? <laughs> Dave, welcome to He's the also on the Catholic Man Show. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Who? Scott Hahn. Oh. Dr. Bishop Scott Hahn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, Dave, welcome to the Catholic Man Show. You uh, Thank you. I, I feel You're like, welcoming me to the I Catholic feel, Man I feel Show? Like thank you. You need to be welcomed thank you. to the Catholic Man Show. Yes, we, it's about time someone welcomed me. <laughs> we have Juan on the buttons this evening. Juan, welcome. I appreciate you being here. Still rocking the beard. I, Still rocking the beard, which is great. I like that you didn't shave under pressure. No, he did See not. See what I did there? Under pressure. Shave under pressure. I did. Yeah. Yeah, but well done. Let's talk about this drink this evening. Already? Yes, I want to jump into it. Straight into it, okay. Because I'm excited about it. Dan, one, one of our, our a loyal follower, Dan... And Council of Man member. Monaco. You, you can go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. Yeah, yeah, Man if you want to join the Council of Man... We haven't talked about the Council of Man in a I long time. I think about that when we're not recording, yeah. how we haven't talked about it. When I'm... On Facebook, mm -hmm. basically, if I'm on Facebook, it's on the Council of Man right. page, like pff, news feeds, right? Po for posers, really, news feeds. Interesting. I mean, like you just you just go through your regular news feed, like, come on, okay. <laughs> Interesting take. Yeah, what are you a poser? You know, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't know. What I, are you doing? I don't like, know. with your news feed. But okay, that's fine. Um, when I get on Facebook, because I'm cool, I only spend time on the Council of Man page. And so if you want to join the Council of Man, um, really, 
In all seriousness, we have an excellent group of men, all dedicated to virtue. Just this week, uh, we had people making all kinds of comments saying, this is why I love the Council of Man, because of conversations like this. It's so cool that we can have a, a conversation where, I mean, if when you get 200 plus people in one group, mm -hmm. everybody's going to have different opinions about yeah. specific, especially speculative theology, which Ooh. is some of your favorite. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, you know, so everybody's going to have their own opinions, yeah. but it is one place on the internet that I know of that people can have different opinions and yet still be courteous yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. like gentlemen, like they we, act we make like sure gentlemen. that that happens. Like this week we've been talking about Santa Claus. Just and like yeah. what and are you Harry guys? Potter. And Harry Potter. Right. In fact, somebody changed their mind for the very first time yeah. ever in the history of the and internet. They congratulated, like, hey, uh, congratulations. I changed my mind based on this internet Facebook conversation. They said it couldn't be done. Well, maybe it can't maybe this is the one time. It's like, all right, well, okay, fine. Well, now it can't be done. It's already there was it's been the done. one there was the one time. I don't know, maybe, but uh also face you know, Santa Claus, like what do you guys do? Because you know, someone was saying, I'm not sure, you know, should we do the Santa thing in our house? What right. do you guys do? And so it was just a good conversation. Right. And it was it was respectful of everybody's family traditions, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like this is what we do, and here's why. Right. You know, it's not it wasn't just a emotional here's what I do. Yeah, like, oh, that's good for you and good for me. But you know, it's like, well, we have reasons, everybody has reasons. Mm-hmm. But everybody can be respectful. It was an honest, intellectual conversation. Yes, exactly. Uh, so you get that if you join the Council of Man. That's what we were getting at. How do they, Adam, how do they do that? They go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Man Show. Everything that we receive monetarily goes back into the show. The reason why you're able to see this all at Facebook Live right now, uh, our YouTube page, everything on our uh, website uh, is all because of the Council of Man. And plus, we just give... I think personally, I know I'm biased, but I think we get sweet perks for joining the Catholic Man Show, uh, Council of Man. Yeah. Like for supporting, like you get the One Catholic Man Show whiskey glasses. And like every once oh. in a while, we just send uh, random goodies, like random cool things. Literally to, goodies. Yeah, like we just sent cookies to tons of people. Right. If you've um, been... If you've been a $10 supporter for at least a year, or mm -hmm. if you are currently a $25 supporter, we sent you cookies in the mail. Yeah, you're going to be getting them. So if you haven't already. You're welcome. Uh, so You know who didn't get cookies in the mail? Me. Well, you don't support them. Support the Catholic Man Show. That, so. is, that is incredibly debatable, okay? <laughs> Not monetarily. Also debatable. Okay, well, I'd like to see... Th <laughs> I buy I buy whiskey that we drink on the show. That's true. You do actually. Well, let's talk about this this whiskey that we have, this bourbon that we have. Okay, that is given yeah. to us. D by like a we council said, member. council man member mm -hmm. Don Monaco. Mm -hmm. hope, I hope I'm saying Monaco. I, I feel like that's how you say it. Sorry, Dan, if I didn't say it. He's right. a, he's from Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, Which I wish I would have met him while we were teaching at this America year. University. Uh, Catholic, Catholic University of America. Something like that. Okay. It's a Catholic place in Washington, D.C. So there's at least one in, in Washington, D.C. There's yes. at least one Catholic right across place. Street, right across the street from the Dominican House of Studies. So there's at least two in Washington, D.C. Well, maybe. Two places. This one is, the, the, the drink that he sent us was is Joseph Magnus. It's a bourbon. And this, so here's what happened. The, this family from 1790, I believe, or 1760, one of the two, uh, they used to be distillers. Uh, mixers yeah, back in the day back in the day and they they went out of business but they found a one over a 100 year old bottle well, it was prohibition 
They yes. got they got shut down during prohibition. Correct. And they found a just like most distillers in America at that time. Yeah. Yes. Very few stayed in production. Correct. Um, so what they did was they found over a hundred year old bottle, and they br- they brought some old uh, people from like Wood uh, Woodford Reserve, Buffalo found, Trace. Did they find them in India? I don't know where the location is. I mean, they I'm found them sure. somewhere, and it had something to do with India. Maybe. Yeah. So what they did was they took their syringe, they 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 withdrew it, they tasted it, and then they yeah, they did science. Yeah, and then they what they did is they tr- basically tried to reverse engineer right the, yeah. this uh, whiskey, and so this is a straight bourbon uh, whiskey. It's aged in uh, uh, American Tri- oak barrels. Triple triple aged. Yes, American oak barrels, sherry oloroso. Uh, barrels and then cognac barrels. No, no, no. It's cognac, sherry. Uh, it's Oloroso sherry and Jimenez sherry. Okay, pa- Pedro Jimeno. Well, they Jimenez start. It starts, it starts out in uh, American oak barrels. Well, they finish them. They finish them in uh, those two sherries. Okay. So there's Oloroso sherry, and then is it Pedro? Yeah, Pedro Jimenez sherry and cognac barrels. Okay. So yeah, so they're aged in because it's bourbon, so it's aged in American oak. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's finished in those other three barrels. Um, it's it's fifty percent. Yes, a hundred proof. So it's it's on the strong side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, labeled double gold in the uh, uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Which in order, I found out today. Actually, I looked this up because I was like, "What does double gold mean?" Like, do you know what that means? Yeah. Well, it's, it's twice as good as regular gold. Right. So what has to happen? Because it's double. It's double. Right. What has to happen is every judge has to give it. Uh, the gold standard to make it a double gold. Ooh. So in order for uh, it to be double gold, every single judge in in the competition has to give it a gold standard. So anyway. So we should try it. We should try it. Let's try it. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass and cheers. Cheers Cheers to Jesus. Jesus. Oh, you should give Dan a toast. Dan, I raise my glass to you. I raise it to your health, to your holiness, to your fecundity, and that we both may drink together in heaven. To, to Dan. To Dan. Good one. So on the nose, you get... Uh, I, I get a lot of raisin. Um, I, I get a, um, a little Some bit dark of chocolate. cloves. You get dark, dark chocolate. Cho- yeah. You get dark mm-hmm. chocolate? I do. Yeah. I, guess a, I guess I could maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the cloves, the dried fruit, plums is kind of what like yeah yeah like uh, maybe, hits me, and maybe. I think it's probably because the cognac, the cognac would yeah, uh, stewed fruit maybe stewed stewed fruit yes okay could what? we say could we say it's I haven't stewed? tried it yet you you've sipped it what what were your thoughts on the palate uh well let's hear I want to hear from you people don't want to know what I think they want to know what Adam aka the tongue thinks hmm. So right off the bat, you can kind of tell that's a hundred proof. You know, it's it's not going to be that silk smooth. I like the bite at the end. Yeah, it's got a nice long finish. It does have a nice. Yeah. So I, uh, it's very like old leather taste, tobacco taste yeah. at the at the mm-hmm. front, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you you get you catch the dried fl- fruits, the plums, the uh, kind of apricot type of. Uh, flavor that you get in a lot of uh, bourbons at the end with a li- nice long finish, very uh, similar to like a rye whiskey finish. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is very rye at the end. So, anyway, it's going to be a, a fun whiskey to uh, drink throughout the show. When we get back, we'll continue this conversation. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your 
glass. I've never whispered before. Raise your glass, everybody. Raise your glass. Yeah, it was probably creepy. It's probably not. Probably not something. Probably gonna, not your pro best pro look. Probably not something I'm going to ever do again, but. Welcome back to the Catholic Men Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Juan Posada's in the house, so if you got anything to say to him, he can hear you. That's what I was gonna say, but <laughs> it's like no he can't. He can hear me. Yeah, but not that's you. True. He can't hear you. Yeah. But he he could probably see But we you have that going for us. On Facebook, yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, because I don't have to do it. So if you're noticing like, hey, wow, the camera is not just being like left on someone who's just not saying anything. That's because I'm not pushing the buttons. That's because Juan is here for One course. of these days, Adam, I'm going to have you push the buttons. And see how I do. Yeah. We'll just see how it goes. I think that. You can't do much worse. I think that the camera job would do better, but the conversation would do worse. I feel like that I'd be too focused on the camera buttons where I would not be listening to the conversation. Yeah. And make it worse. Maybe. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yes. So well, see, maybe maybe it's a gift you have that you don't even know about yet. So uh, the other day we had uh, we were watching the uh, box. There's a big boxing. Fight. I keep meaning to ask you about that. Who won? Oh, I can't tell you. Okay, fine. I don't, I don't really no, care. Andrew actually. Ruiz lost. So okay, so uh, the, uh, Joshua won. So Josh had his vengeance. He did. He he had his vengeance. So we were watching it, and the boy, like my boys, really were into it. They wanted to watch it. They wanted to see it. So. I talked Haley. Was it? Was it? Uh, did, the, did the judges decide? No, no, no. This. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. It was a judges' decision, but it's very clear cut. It was not controversial at okay. all. Andrew Ruiz came in 16 pounds heavier than what he did the last time, which is which he kind of came wow. in overweight. So he he came in. He, he partied a little too hard. Talk about eating some cookies before he showed yeah, up. Yeah. So uh, so my boys get excited about watching it, and they end up wanting to put on gloves and. Uh, it's very interesting to watch them swing, you know, kind of duel it out. What are your thoughts on letting, you know, boys, quote unquote, like, you know, kind of take some shots, like kind of get them or like rough them up a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have boys yet. Right. That's know? why so I want to ask it's, you. It's hard for me to really say because not having boys, it's difficult for me to know, especially at like, you know, I'm thinking about Luke and Jude. Not knowing Six their five. their capabilities, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like because right. they're not my kids. But uh, as long as it's all within reason, I think it's I, I I like it. Right. In general, I like it. Yeah, I agree. What I mean? Yeah, it's your I, question. They're your kids. Well, I, I what do I you think, think? I think there's obviously you know there's a big difference in six and five as far as uh, physicality. So I have to make sure that Luke doesn't just pummel Jude. Um, Jude is super tough and so he'll keep coming back and so I have to yeah. uh, monitor the situation. Yeah, he's kind of like Brad Pitt from A River Runs Through It. I don't know. I don't know that reference. Okay. Uh, he's the younger brother and they get in fights a lot growing up but he's like super tough. He is super tough. But he's, he's, not, he's not Brad Pitt at the end of the movie. He's Brad Pitt at the beginning of the movie just for clarification. For the people who've seen I'm it. I'm not suggesting that Jude's going to develop a gambling addiction and end up getting killed because of it but Oh, uh, it's the beginning of the Good. movie that okay. I'm talking about. Okay, when they're fighting. Okay, 
Not so, the end of the movie. Good, good, good. So, uh, Dave, we've talked about this quite a bit on the show, but we have a Tuesday morning group uh, where we meet every every Tuesday at the, yeah. at the IHOP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you, myself, Juan, Scott, our, our good friend Do Scott. Do IHOP? Didn't I, they change they, it to IHOP? That was a marketing pool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our, our buddy Scott Scott Bassett. I about said Scott Hahn. Uh, uh, <laughs> Scott Hahn. <laughs> Scott Hahn. You know, he's he just one of our buddies. In. He shows up every he flies Tuesday. In every yeah, Tuesday. it's no big deal. And then uh, our, our friend Sam Guzman, who runs Catholic Gentleman. Yeah. Uh, so we all meet together on Tuesday mornings to discuss certain things. Sometimes it's more theological. Sometimes it's not. Uh, and one of the, uh, what, two weeks ago maybe, we had a discussion on if the grid went down yeah and everything you know no more electricity no more internet you know kind of some turmoil in the state of the uh, of the yeah. union in in general yeah um what skill what are you going to do what are you going to do and what yeah. skill are you going to be able to provide to the community because i th- like we like we were discussing yes. well so my our buddy eric grayless was relating to me a conversation he had with our other friend taylor baranko about everybody everybody needs a skill because when the internet goes down when the grid collapses you got to have a skill ready so that you can you know make a living or you know so you can do something in in order to ha- produce something to trade with right and so like uh, Eric he makes candles so he literally he makes candles now so when they burn candles at their house it's because they made them um, Which is super cool. I actually text messaged Haley uh, maybe last week, yeah, uh, and said, "What do you think about making candles? Like, I kind of want to do that. I know Eric already has that uh, craft done. You're gonna but, have like, to talk to Eric about this but, because I, we can't have too many candle makers. But you know I want, saying? like, I I want to be able to to, to learn. I I don't know why it doesn't. I don't know why, but on the art of manliness, it even talks about. It has a, a whole article on how to make candles. You should buy your candles from the Graylesses. That's what you right. should do. Right. So anyway, so we talked about on Tuesday morning. We talked about like what skill would you have? So the man gear today isn't necessarily a actual gear, but it's an. It's, you should develop your own skill and trade your skill for candles from the Graylesses. That's what you should do. Forget buying it. You should trade. Yeah, we we barter. Yeah. Yes. We could start it now. So, uh, so anyway, so it's really interesting to Does see. Does anyone know how to bring the grid down? <laughs> it's really interesting to see <laughs> how, you know, who, like what you would do, you know, with that. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. a preppers, you know, mentality. It is a little, pre- it's, it is it's a little, preppish. It's a little, little preppy. It's a little, prep- it's a little well, preppy. So, so what would you do? Like, what would be your skill? I have my skill. I have my skill. Uh, I have almost everything I need in order to do my skill. Um, I do need some Petri dishes and a Bunsen burner, ideally. I could get by without the Bunsen burner. Because um, it has to be running on propane, I guess. No, I mean, you could use I, you could use you a use? fire. I guess fire, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just even like a twig. You get a small twig that's burning. Um, okay. But my skill is I am going to make penicillin. I was thinking about what should my skill be? I want it to be something awesome. Something that's gonna work, you know. That like, mm-hmm. if I if I can do this skill, I I want there to be. So I want to be in a market with scarcity. Okay, I'm a I'm a business guy, right? Like, I don't want to be chopping wood. Any Yahoo can chop wood. Okay, right. right. Even though I'd be super good at chopping wood. I mean, just like I like for chopping. the record, I like chopping wood. I but too, man. It's just it feels good, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think when the grid goes down, nobody's gonna be. Everybody's chopping their own wood. You know. 
nobody's going to pay you to come in and chop wood. Sure. But anyway, so I'm going to be making penicillin. Um, and really, I think it's within, it's really within reasonable boundaries. Um, the problem is that I've, I've had, I've received all these like commercial penicillin instructions. Um, mm. here's how they would do it in a lab and like nitrous phosphate. I probably won't be able to get my hands on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I've, I'm having to modify a lot of these, you know, it's like, instead of this advanced mixture, you know, once you grow the penicillin mold, you take, you harvest it and you let it continue to grow in kind of like this fluid. Um, I think I'm just going to try doing it in sugar water and seeing what happens. I needed, works. I needed to do some trial runs just to see if hmm. that works. Um, well, I will not be your guinea pig. Well, no, you don't need a guinea pig because then you grow bacteria and then you put what your penicillin stuff and you need to see uh, an area of occlusion hmm. where it's like, all right, here's the bacteria and it did not grow. Here's the, clearly the circle where I dropped right. this, put a drop uh -huh. and it, there's no bacteria here. So that's how you know. Okay. So, but that's actually pretty easy to do. You can even just take uh, like some flowers sometimes and soak the petals, chop up the petals real fine and soak them in alcohol and then reduce that. And you, uh, most, a lot of flowers have antibacterial qualities to them. So, mm. but you need to make sure that you're, it's strong enough. You know, it's like, it's, that's the, that's the art. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to be doing. Which will be a hot commodity. Right. I figure if you can make penicillin, like I'll be rich. You're right. Because... And whatever that means when the grid goes down, I'll have so many goats. Okay. <laughs> or, or whatever it or is. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever we're trading with. Right. I'll have a lot of bullets. Uh, another another good suggestion is learn to make gunpowder. Now that means you're going to have to be growing nitrous crystals or nit. Uh, uh, there's not nitrous crystals. You ha there's a crystal that you use to. Uh, you have to gr learn to grow it to make gunpowder. Otherwise, you can make black powder, which is actually pretty easy. You just need sulfur, um, nitrous uh, oxide, nitrous phosphate, something, and charcoal. And you just mix those three together. And you can make black powder pretty easily, which is a very good substitute in the absence of gunpowder. But uh, if you want to learn to reload your own ammo, you need gunpowder. Mm -hmm. And so you need to learn to grow these crystals, which offhand I I'm still blanking out on. But Okay. I think that I would I would like to be a carpenter. Mm -hmm. and, like I think that if I had enough practice and enough time, like in, enough time, I think even with with not power tools, I think I'd be pretty good at, at being a carpenter. Uh, people will need bowls, they'll need seat uh, chairs, they right. need tables, yeah. um, forks, even forks. Yeah, yeah wooden it, fork goes a long way. Yeah. Um, but I think that there'd be a lot of other guys who'd be better at that than I would be. So I was like, man, that's not. Blacksmithery, I would really is, like is yeah. another thing because you really building like, a forge actually is not hard. Right, I would really like to learn how to you know forge. You just have to have coal or propane, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and so those those things will will obviously like coal is scarce now. So where I you think get, that I think what I'm going to so do this though, is our man gear. Just you know, for the you know just for the sake of the show, this conversation is the man gear. So it's not so much about it's a, a specific gear, but it's about having a gear. That you know how to wield skillfully mm -hmm. so you can uh, i think i would like to learn like I, i'm trying to learn how to make whiskey so i'll be the whiskey guy well that's where gin comes from you know like people were making it in their bathtubs right during prohibition that's it and that's actually why the uh, the cocktail 
you know, kind of has its roots in gin because it was so bad. People are like, yeah, we got to mix this with something. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to still consider different options. Beekeeping would be another good one. Yeah, tweet us what you think is a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, so when we get back, we're going to jump into the, the topic. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping on a little Joseph Magnus bourbon this evening. Talked about a craft that you need to learn in the last segment. Yeah. In fact, Ryan Maxwell just posted, someone has to make the coffee. Ooh. Ryan Maxwell. Nice. Nice Get Maxwell it. coffee. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I liked it. So this evening, we're going to talk about uh, the virtue of patience. We've talked about the virtue of patience a little bit. And we all another, patiently wait for the grid to go down. And and then we can excel in our different crafts. Right. Just like, it'll be so much better. We've talked about it in a... Do you ever feel that way? Like, it'll be better? There, like, there are parts of me that like, think that... Just like, I wish it would just happen. And that we way could, we could all, like, be thrown into chaos and, like, forced back into, like, reality. Away from this digital well, fakeness. I think we'd have to... We'd be forced back into community. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That is here's, what here's like, what I see happening. The first like three or four days after the grid goes down would be incredible. Everybody, it'd be like you know on Christmas everybody's nice to each other. You know, there's like a couple days and Christmas Eve, Christmas, maybe even the day after Christmas. You know, like you run into just strangers. Everybody and, has and that. It's like oh hey, you know, like let me help you. Every everybody's just so nice to each other. I feel like it would be like that. We'd all be attentive to one another for about three days until the food in your pantry runs out. And then after that, it would totally flip. And then that's be when... Barbarians. Right, that's when it's like, so we've got about three days to get out of the city. Don't worry about doing it on day one. Everybody's going to try to do it on day one, okay? You want to be like day two and a half, okay? Uh, have a place, get there. This is, these are just my thoughts. This could be totally wrong. There's like some professional out there who's like actually thought about this and knows what they're talking about. And they're like, Dave, you are steering everybody in the worst direction right now. Which may be what you're doing intentionally. I'm not doing it intentionally. But that's anyway. just the way it seems like that. The first few days would be all right because everybody's got food. And then once people run out of food, that's when they start to lose their heads and like freak out, start shooting like your friends. And that would be crazy. Adam. I would never do that Don't, to you. If, if you shoot me, I will be so mad. Yeah, I would not do that to you. I promise. Okay. So this uh, this episode, we're going to talk about patience. I It was really interesting because la last night I, I spent a considerable amount of time reading the Summa, reading Joseph Pieper, reading different people on on what Aquinas talks about, like says about yeah. patience. And then that night... I was a little, probably sleep deprived, a little tired. Yeah, you got. You also have a newborn, so. So, um, I, so I I text message or I email our, our our good buddy Thomas Lackey, and I was like, "Here's what are my thoughts." And I felt like, as I was typing, I didn't reread it, which is something I never, I, I hardly ever reread emails. Like I hardly oh, really? ever prove them. No, it's like what? what I write is what you get. Um, really, most of the time, yes. 
And so like that's why it takes me forever compared to you to write an email because I, I don't ever I proofread and then rearrange sentences. Yeah, I'll put them in different order. It's like, oh, this is better. Never do this. This so, isn't logical. So I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm I'm writing. I'm writing this email. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good about it. You know. I'm feeling. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to like right. this. Like you're putting gold down. Yeah, and it's like he's going to be proud of me because he's, you know, he, he's really smart. You know, I, I'm not on his level, but like right. he's going to be like, wow, that's very insightful I, of you, Adam. I'm really, I'm really glad I'm friends with Adam. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he really, he, he really uplifts me. Right, so I, I hit send and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting, waiting for him to reply. I, I text message him saying like, you've got mail because that's what he does with me every, like, every once in a while. He'll email me and say, and text me, message me to basically say. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so anyway, I was like waiting for him. He re ends up replying back that night at like 1130. I was already asleep. I get, I get up in the morning and I, I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh man, I totally dropped the ball on that. I, I, I swung and missed. Uh, you read it again. I, That's what you said. Well, I, I, yeah, well, I read his email and realized, no, what I, oh, what okay. I thought was wrong. So let's do this. Uh, I'm going to start out by defining patience. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good idea. I I'm going to define it, though. I like to start there in general. I'm, I'm going to define it, though, in... Uh, Latin. Do it in Latin, in please. In Latin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to define it in Latin and then Spanish, and then we'll go German, and then we'll go English. Hmm. Um, we're skipping French altogether, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. we're just, we're just, no, I, I thought we would do uh, Cicero first. Um, uh, St. Thomas talks about... Uh, uh, actually uses Cicero's definition yeah. of uh, patience. Um, in, in the Summa, this is, uh, let's see, question 136. Uh, he says, patience is the voluntary and prolonged endurance of arduous and difficult things for the sake of virtue or profit. Okay, but, wait, wait, say that again. Okay. Sorry. Is, uh, so patience is the voluntary and prolonged endurance of arduous and difficult things for the sake of virtue or profit. That's okay. what Cicero says. So, Aquinas is quoting Cicero okay, okay. on this. So uh, that's the first, there's the first definition. Okay. Uh, here's the second definition I, th I thought was also pretty good. This is a combination of what Aquinas and he quotes actually Augustine um, on this as well. So he says, um, so he, he's quoting 2 Corinthians. He says, the sorrow of the world worketh death. And then Ecclesiastes, sad, uh, sadness hath killed many, and there is no profit. Hence, the necessity of a virtue to safeguard the good of reason against sorrow, lest reason give way to sorrow. And this patience does. Okay, that's a more difficult way to define patience, I think, because it, well, it, it doesn't just, say what it is, but it says what it does, you know. Right. And then he, and then he quotes Augustine saying, a man's patience it is whereby he bears evil with an equal mind, i.e., without being disturbed by sorrow, lest he abandons with an unequal mind the goods whereby he may advance to better things. Hmm. That's what Augustine okay. says. I like that, how he says he bears evil. Not just, I forget what Cicero said, but he bears hardships or trials. Yeah, something like things. that. But yeah, I, li I like the way Thomas put it, bears evils. And of course, Thomas always speaks in specific philosophical terms so, so he i'm guessing would mean not just moral evils but just also hardships you know like if a storm right if so a storm comes and hits you that's a storm would be evil and it's a natural evil you know right so he actually talks about that he talks about the difference between natural and supernatural evils and 
in, in the third article, he, he talks about uh, whether it is possible to have patience without grace. Um, because he, he talks... I hope he says no, because that's what I would think, that no, it's not. Right. That is what, that is what he says. Because he because he talks about you know he uses the uh, there's an obje objection in there it says like there's pagans who were quote unquote patient uh, for the sake of their country yeah. and things like that but Aquinas says no 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 we're talking about patience uh, in the mind of of everlasting life not of natural goods so that supersedes what you're talking about of natural goods but he 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 equates because patience in order to endure hardships or difficulties uh, for the sake of a good, of, of an end that is good, that is also, you know, uh, you have to have charity in order to do that. Right. You have to, you, have to, you know, in charity, And love. he's talking about patience as a virtue here? Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. because I think when Thomas talks about virtues, he means supernatural virtues. He doesn't always say supernatural virtues. Right, unless, because unless the, Because the pagan could have a natural virtue of of patience so to speak right which obviously you wouldn't need divine grace in order well well uh, everything of course is grace everything you know you can right. do nothing without god's grace but it's not the same right he actually talks about so it's not uh it's cooperation with god's grace so it's not when he talks about the difference between natural and supernatural grace he's, t he's saying like it's not a grace that you cooperate with it's not like a grace that's infused into you but it's a grace that uh, is God's grace that's bestowed upon you. Which, of course, everything is. I mean, you taking a breath is you cooperating with God's grace. You know, I mean, it's right. like you can say that about everything. So there's, you know, different kinds of graces. And, you know, just from a easy, from a conversational standpoint, let's just call those things something else, like the normal day-to-day -day stuff. Mm -hmm. they're, they're grace, but in, so we don't get confused. We're talking about supernatural virtues, which require a, a more excellent kind of grace. Right, and you, it's because you're doing it for the for the for the love of God. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so he he talks about he, he says uh, it's evident that patience is a virtue as it's caused by charity, accordance to First uh, Corinthians, which is read at almost every single wedding. That charity is patient. You know, Saint Paul talks about this. The Pauline right. uh, scriptures that talk about. Uh, love in general that love is kind love or love is patient, patient love is kind, kind you know and uh it's interesting that saint paul is specific in talking about patience first in love because if love is willing the good of the other as what saint thomas says um a lot of times in order to achieve that end you have to endure specific hardships for the other person you know so um in order for me to help you know, there's a lot of times that in order for me to help you chop wood, I have to take time out of my day to come over to your house and help you um, chop wood. Right. You know, so uh, I'm having to endure this, like, phys not only physicality of chopping the wood, but also uh, eating up my time as a husband, father, mm -hmm. and, and everything, you know. Right. Willing to good his own household to take care of. Right. right. So patience and passion share a, a, a common root word. So, right, which is why, uh, which is why it's well, a sub-virtue of temperance, because temperance is all about governing your passions. Right, exactly. And so there's uh, an element of suffering involved in patience. It's not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs at the doctor's office waiting. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between waiting and patience. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're happily waiting, you know, like if you have a sucker in your mouth and you're just waiting for your turn and I'm like very happy and content, that's not necessarily patience. Mm-hmm. Not from a virtue. Right. Specifically enduring the sorrow. Yeah. Uh, patience is Exactly. The so sorrow. let's talk about that when we get back. Okay. That's a good way to pick to back. Uh, we'll be right back talking about patience, drinking a little bit of Joseph Magnus, brought to you by our good council, uh, council of man, man, member Dan, Dan Monaco. Monaco. We'll be right back. I kept wanting to say Council of Dan, like I was like the Council of, of Dan. Dan. I was like, nope, no. What do you think this is? The Council of Trent? Yeah, the, <laughs> maybe that's what I don't know, but. Why don't you get some water? All right, well, you're coming. You're, you're bringing us back. How's your book coming? Slow. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about patience. We're drinking a little Joseph Magnus. Magnus has got to, you know, that's like... In the top five manliest names on the on the planet, there's you know like Magnus, Leonidas, Jesus, David, Juan, and then like maybe one more somewhere in there. Those, yeah. but those are those are definitely four of the top five. Mm. Not necessarily in that order. Hmm. Okay, L- but Leonidas, like, yes, it's pretty sweet. I mean, aside from also sounding like a disease, like an infection of some kind, like Yikes. it's it's an infection of the Leons. Hmm. It's Leonidas. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about patience. Uh, and we were talking about sorrow. Like sorrow. I was like, in- suffering. Kind of suffering. Yeah, sorrow. sorrow. Yeah. Sorrow. Yes. So we were talking about, uh, you know, patience is enduring the sorrow. Like it, it, patience is what, if, if, if you're struggling with sorrow, patience is what kind of take, a lot of times they say, if if you're if you had a traumatic experience in your life or something like that, you're struggling mentally, emotionally. Don't make big decisions. Yes. You know they say do not change anything. Yeah. Or times of spiritual dryness. Yeah. I mean, if you're feeling low. Right. Now is not the time. And so patience is the. And safeguard. the same is true if you're feeling high. Like, uh, if you're feeling joyous, you know, if you're in these all these like oh consolation, consolation, don't make a change then either. Hmm. It's in the neutral. You want to do it in the neutral. neutral. Yeah. Because it, uh, patience is a safeguard to making sure that you're not making irrational decisions. Your irascible appetites are not out of whack, out of, you know, being crazy. Yeah. And uh, you're able to make sure that uh, you're safeguarding yourself from making imprudent decisions. So I, I think it's interesting that a lot of times, you know, in, in this uh, season is Advent. It's a time of waiting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are... Who, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of why we're talking about patience today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, people who who have a lot of sorrow who are suffering during mm-hmm. this time, w- whether it be a loss of job, yeah. a loss of a family member. Yeah, sadly, Christmas does actually bring up a lot of sorrow for many people just because... Um, there's a lot of stress you know, involved. There's, there's, especially when I think people, you know, the, if they have had a loss of a loved one recently, mm-hmm. you know, just you feel their loss mm-hmm. more in these, uh, you know, moments of family togetherness, you mm-hmm. know, or what should be family togetherness. Right. Yeah. But patience is is, is trusting in the, you know, trusting in, the, in God's plan. It, it, it's 
preserving through making knowing that God has a, a plan and that you're you're just abiding in his plan mm -hmm. it's the it's the calm the cool collect of knowing like uh, I've heard before that worry is a mild form of atheism mm -hmm. uh, you know and so it's it, it's the understanding of that that God has the plan it's a much better plan than what we can ever perceive and that we're going to stick to that plan yeah. so is patience, is this just like a passive thing that we just sit there and kind of like let happen to us? Mm -mm. Or is it an active thing that we participate in? It's not e either or. I think it, there's a both. There's a both and to this. Okay. I think that there's uh, a both and. Uh, an example, uh, I'll use a natural maybe example for this. Hopefully, hopefully this will ring true. Okay. Um, this is off the cuff, so we'll see. I like it. A lot of, a lot of people want to be the the jesus guy like a lot of catholics when you're, you're new your faith or, or like you're on fire you want to be the jesus guy you want to you want to go and evangelize the whole world anywhere you step into the room let, let's talk about jesus let's talk about our, my uh, the uh, you know my my religion yeah um and that's very off-putting to a lot of people that's not maybe something that you should approach like start it's not necessarily off. your lead card it's not your lead card yeah. you know uh you should have a, a ace up your sleeve kind of thing yeah so for instance, maybe just be more normal at first <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. maybe be a little bit more no normal right. um and for instance uh I'm, i've been going to the boxing gym for almost a year now I mean, okay we're approaching i'm approaching a year and this whole time while working out and boxing i've been thinking about uh how am i going to bring my faith into the gym because mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys who are struggling just in a lot of different ways who, who, who box. Right. So you want to first show them how good you are at punching people in the face. In the face. And then talk about Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. And, and so I've been trying to figure out, like, how do I how do I be a normal guy who, who, who lives, you know, but still living my faith? How do I approach people but not be the weird, like, let's talk about Jesus, sit down, and, and right. like, where, yeah. where, where people are kind of weird about it. Um, and so I was very intentional about talking about my family, talking about like things that I did on the weekend involving Holy Mass, involving like how I uh, kept Sunday a, a, a day of rest throughout this this year's process. Mm -hmm. Just about three weeks ago, a guy approached me and said that he uh, had been in incarcerated for, for over 12 years and he was uh, he, he actually was one of my coaches who was, he was working with me uh, on the mitts, and he said, "Hey, I looked you, uh, you know, I, I, I looked you up on Facebook. Facebook said suggested friends. I looked, I looked you up. I saw you were on the Catholic Man Show. I listened to one of your shows, and I realized that, uh, you know, you believe in Jesus." I was like, "Yes, I do." And he correct, and, yeah, correct, I do. And then he, and then we got into a, a wonderful conversation about what the the role of a man in the household is supposed to be and how he didn't understand it at first and how he didn't have a good role model and what marriage was and how you're supposed to be as a, as a father and a husband and now how he's finally figured that out. And, you know, so had I approached this guy immediately and said, you know, ah, Jesus, you know, like, you know, convert to Catholicism, you know, like, and, and not showed him like I'm a normal human being. Right. I'm also cool. I'm, I'm and regular. I'm, I'm also like, we should like, be evangelizing. You can be on, you can be on the team with me and you don't, you won't be weird. Right. Yeah. Uh, but had I had done that first, I may have turned him off. I may, yeah, he yeah, may yeah. not. So I was, uh, I tried to be patient in this idea of I'm not going to do it on my time. Right. I have this idea. Uh, I was hoping to have the idea that God was going to use me in w whenever he was 
wanting mm-hmm. to help spread the faith of the Catholic. Right. You know, the it's Catholic cool faith. to be countercultural. Like we can be countercultural against everything else and still be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like because actually that's what normal is. Normal, right. normal is actually worshiping Christ. Right. Being Catholic is normal. If you're being anything else, then actually you're not being what you were made to be. And so like the secularism, that's weird. That's right. weird. Don't do that. Right. So anyway, patience. So but but patience is is knowing that it's not on your time, it's no, it's on God's time and just mm-hmm. abiding in his in his time frame and not forcing it. Right. I think a lot of times I struggle with like I want to force it. I want to I want to talk about it immediately. I want to talk about uh you know, like what are your struggles? Let's let's talk about it apologetically. Let's let's convert you let's, right let's now. Solve, yeah, let's solve this right now. Um, let's get to the bottom of and it. And that's not how you. That, that's not how you turn. That's not how people operate. You know, that's not how not, their internals work. You know, right. it takes time and a, a process. It's kind of a cliche, but you know, they have to know how much you care before they, yeah. you know, before they care how much you know. Right. You know, whatever. It's cliche, but that it's true. It's true. But and um, so so that that hopefully maybe is an example of the natural under uh, a natural example of of patience. Yeah, it's it's a good personal example. Okay. Um, the reason I ask that question is because I, I think well I used to think patience is just like this. It's very passive. You're just waiting around. Right. You know, it's kind of like what you do when you're not doing anything. You know, hmm. it's not something that you do. It's something that you don't do. You hmm. just kind of like sit there and mm-hmm. try not to do anything and that's patience but that's not actually what patience is patience is an active thing uh in as much as it's something that you choose mm-hmm. you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you there's a specific action taking place but it is something that you voluntarily which is what cicero mm-hmm. he, he used that word voluntarily um in his definition so it's something that you enter into. And so because of that, it has this, it's an active thing. It's not just a, like a waiting around, just waiting for something to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. Right. I mean, you, j- with patience, you might not know when it's going to be over, whatever it is you're being patient with, but it's every moment you're continuing to choose it mm-hmm. and you're continuing to, to um, submit your will mm-hmm. to the will of God in, in that you know, if hey Lord, if if it's your will that it not happen yet, then which is I resign for, myself to. But that's you. tough for men because we want to do like we're doers. Yeah, we want to be know, in charge. We want, right. Yeah, we struggle with pride a yeah. lot, um, and especially so we, you. I mean, especially like, really, me. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, have you been listening to my confessions? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. well, um, y- yes, yes. yes. Uh, but but that is something that men struggle with is they they want to. Uh, c- control and so it's it's hard to let go sometimes and understand like no uh, sometimes we have to be the uh, you know the Mar- uh, the Marys instead of the Marthas mm. you know uh, not that Martha was doing anything bad not that Jesus Can said you come up with a manlier example uh, sometimes you have to be uh, Ambrose yeah uh, sometimes you have to be the Ambrose yeah and uh, attack Augustine that you dude know, is manly at- at us, you know, at the Your right first time. one is better, but this the second one is more manly. So okay. anyway, yeah. Okay, um, but you know, for the first example, Jesus was talking. He said that Martha wasn't doing something wrong. It said that Jesus, that the Mary was doing the right thing doing first, the better, the thing. better thing. Yeah, the more excellent thing. Yeah, right. And so, she, um, it, it, I don't know. That's just an interesting 
thought mm-hmm. process. Right, yeah, because Martha's over there working, working, working. Right. And Mary's just sitting at the feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, just serving him, waiting, tending on him. Um, and it looks like she's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's just sitting there, right? But really, she's actively engaged in this activity. And so, you know, that's so this is like this is such a good example. It is so important for the interior life because the interior life is this way. It's passive. It's it's resigned to the will of God. Yeah. Uh, no matter what happens, it just it's a it, we should receive. Right. Especially when it comes to God's will. Yeah. Learn. We It'll need to le- learn. Happiest. Learn to receive. Right. So uh, we've been drinking uh, just Magnus, brought to you by Dan. Talk Monaco. Talked about a, a little bit of craftsmanship, and then the virtue of patience. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. I can't think of any. I would say, you know I would. Juan, are you, no. Are you trying to say that that was a perfect episode? No.